0: hello everyone welcome back to please don't leave the table today i'm talking about such an interesting topic because i have literally avoided this thing in my life for so long and it's only now that i'm 21 and really starting to take care of myself really starting to do or to try to do the inner work to make myself a better person for myself and then also make myself a better person in my relationships with potential partners with friends with colleagues at work with people i meet on uni campus um with my family and just like as a functioning individual in society um i've just now realized the importance of forming good habits and good ways of communicating um, and trying to unlearn the things that have been sort of taught to me or developed self-developed over time so i think it's really interesting that i um now starting to try to get comfortable with conflict because in the past conflict has always been such a negative thing for me perspective wise I've always thought like oh if I'm having conflict it's bad and it's like scary and it makes me anxious and I don't want to have conflict and if I have conflict it means that I am you know, problematic and, you know, I, I love drama and this and that and the next. And I've always said that, like, b- the avoidance of conflict means that you're a peacekeeper. It means that, you know, you're a people person because you never have conflict with anyone. So... All your relationships are perfect, and there's nothing ever wrong with any of those things. And I'm here to tell you that if you think like that, uh, it's a good thing that you're listening to this because I came to the awakening uh, a couple of weeks ago. And even throughout the last, actually, I only started actively deciding to make a commitment to change it by the end of the year um, a couple of weeks ago, but I have been on and off discovering this since I moved out um, the importance of communication and trying to find healthy ways to resolve conflict because conflict is inevitable and you're never going to get along with everyone all of the time even the people that you love the most even the people who know you the best are still maybe one day or a couple days out of the week going to do things that don't necessarily make you happy and It's in learning each other and making a commitment to learning your siblings, learning your parents, learning your friends, learning your significant others, your colleagues at work. That we can best work around each other and together to make, you know, to make all of our feelings known and respected and understood and then hopefully um, respected. And, you know, you'll be able to see that when people change their actions in the things that were causing conflict in the first place. So I kind of wanted to talk about when I was younger because I know the exact reason why I've been trying to people please for so long and why I've been trying to avoid conflict for so long. When I was younger, I had a group of friends that... uh, weren't really my friends (laughs) um well actually some of them were my friends and are still my friends to this day but the other side are not which is a good thing because I think that healing from that that caused me a lot of fucking confusion when I was a teenager and I just didn't need that extra bit and I think that people were just busy being mean but I'm not here to dump my trauma on you so I'm gonna keep going but when I was younger I would speak up about things that would upset me because you know you would want your friends to stop hurting your feelings or to stop doing things that make you feel uncomfortable or make you feel humiliated or make you feel embarrassed or make you feel you know small or inferior and when I would voice these opinions um there was one particular person who was like oh you're just starting drama and I know it feels like I've held on to, okay this happened when I was like 14 I I know it feels like I've held on to this thing um I haven't necessarily held on to the fact that that that, that person said that to me, but it's mainly just the thing that was said. And I I have carried that until 21. And it is only now that I'm trying to reverse that because that kind of thing about me starting drama or like, I'm just trying to stir the pot made me so self-conscious in a way that I was like, I vowed to never bring up an issue again period. I'm not bringing up an issue. I'm not gonna tell people when they've disrespected me. I'm not gonna tell people my boundaries. I'm not gonna give people a reason not to like me. And the spoiler alert there is that people who don't like you are going to not like you, regardless of what you try to do. I promise you that. And you'll find that the people that don't really like you either know a version of you from the past who you don't resonate with anymore, or they don't know you at all. And they're like trying to formulate what you're like based on what you post on social media or what they've heard from a friend of a friend of a friend who probably hasn't had a conversation with you since you were eight. So I think it's very important to put that into perspective is that you'll never be liked by everyone. And there's no person who likes everyone. So you don't even like everyone. So why would you think that everyone's going to like you? And I think that now I'm getting comfortable with the I'm trying to get comfortable with this, actually. Like, with knowing that people are going to misunderstand you if they want to. If people want to be like, okay, you know what? Let me give her the benefit of the doubt. Let me, like, let her show me who she is. Then you have a chance there of like making a really good friend or like deciding that you actually really like someone and you want their company um versus people who just want to misunderstand you they're like no she's that and this and the next and then they won't give you an explanation or like any basis from where they form that judgment it's just because they can not like you so they won't and I think it's very, very crucial to keep that in mind. When you are on a journey of undoing the people-pleasing, just know that the people who want to misunderstand you are going to misunderstand you regardless of your intentions. You could, I don't know, you could fucking fund an orphanage and, you know, end poverty and cure cancer and the people who don't like you will be still be like, yeah, but she's this and the next. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting triggered about that. <laughs> As I've aged... That habit has just kind of ingrained its way into my everyday life. And it's something that I'm actively trying to unlearn. There are ways to turn a conflict or a confrontation or something that can be superheated, anxiety-inducing into a healthy conversation. And I think that, like, lately I've been trying to implement these and they've been working for me. So I thought that I might share them with you guys. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about, like, why it's such a red flag to not have any conflict or like to keep all your conflict or your problems to yourself why that's unhealthy for you and for your relationships and for the sake of other people and then I'm also going to kind of talk about a um good conflict what that looks like sounds like feels like and then also the same thing for bad conflict that is unhealthy and is not the kind of conflict that you would want to have um Both of them are common, like it is still going to happen. It's possible that you'll have a bad conflict no matter how many times you try to implement the good tips um it kind of just depends also on the person that you're arguing with like you can be a good conflict resolution person and the other person is just like i said hell-bent on misunderstanding you or just wants to get their point across or just wants to win an argument for the sake of pride or wants to humiliate you or is a narcissist like it depends also who you're arguing with because you're not going to argue with a fool and there's that saying that's like, you know, you never want to waste time or waste oxygen arguing with a fool um, because you'll just go back and forth. So for healthy people who want healthy conflict and healthy relationships, the healthy conflict should always outweigh. And then if you find yourself in a cycle, I mean, once off having a, a bad argument, it's not good for relationships, but it's also not the worst thing Um If you can find a way to kind of resolve that and then do better so it doesn't happen again. But if it's a constant, bad, unhealthy conflict, I wanted to give you guys some things um, based on what I know so far, which isn't a lot because I'm still, like I said, trying to unlearn all of this. But um, yeah, it's like it'll still be more healthy conflict. It should always be more healthy conflict than unhealthy. So yeah, let's get into it. Um, so why is holding it in a bad thing not communicating how you feel due to the fear of being problematic doesn't actually resolve the issue or make you feel better instead you'll unconsciously resent the other person or the other people involved now let me actually like dissect this a little bit because I did notice this happening to me in like a lot of areas in my life and then it started to make me drained by people and drained by social interactions and then I just wanted to isolate like I just found myself shutting myself off and I was like I just want peace and I don't want problems so I'm just gonna stay in my room and avoid civilization which is kind of like it's impossible when you work or when you study or when you have family or when you have friends or in a relationship it's so so hard for you to avoid people and avoid all communication so I'm gonna try and pull this apart for you guys what often happens is, and I'm going to use like a housemate example, because I feel like it's like, it kind of covers all bases, like people you live with versus like in your friends and you know, like, I feel like a housemate is the perfect relationship to sort of dissect this. And I'm going to say Annie and Bob. These are my two people. So if Annie is always, you know, coming home late from work and she just wants to, shower, make a quick dinner, go to bed and get ready for the morning. And Bobby, did I say Bobby or Bob? Well, I called her Annie. So I'm going to call her, I'm going to call him Bobby. And Bobby is always working from home. He's got really flexible hours. Uh, and he's just like, kind of like untidy by nature. It's not that he's gross. He's just like, his habits are different. He grew up differently, so if Bobby is leaving dishes in the sink uh, on a Friday night, and then he goes out with his friends, and then on a Saturday morning he makes a coffee and he leaves them in the sink, and then Saturday's dishes pile on top of Friday and Sunday onto Saturday and Monday onto Sunday and Tuesday onto Monday, and then on Tuesday night, Annie comes home and she's like, "I've had it. I I need to tell him." So she goes, "Hey, Bobby." Um, look, I've been coming home late recently and I just, I can't focus. I cannot focus and I can't make dinner and I can't do anything and I don't feel bothered. So I've just been going to bed hungry because I can't be bothered to clean the kitchen and then cook something. So then he's like, okay, I understand. I get it. And then he's good for a while. And then he starts doing it again. And then like two months later, it's back to square one. Now, Annie could just say, look. Bobby's a great housemate aside from this and like I don't want him to like leave and I don't want to start any drama and I don't want tension around the house. I don't want to be that problematic roommate that always complains about everything and I want him to live his life and I want him to have some independence and feel like an adult and not like I'm mothering him but this is really draining me. This is really stressing me out. Now scenario one where she kind of pushes that under the rug and she makes her dinner anyway or maybe she does all of Bobby's dishes and then does her dinner and then does her dishes and then goes to bed after a while of doing that she's gonna hate Bobby it'll be over coffee with her friend where Annie's like Jessica Bobby's disgusting and he just does all this stuff and like he cooks and he uses every friggin' pot in the cupboard and I can't stand it anymore. I can't stand it anymore and I want to leave. So that's scenario one. Scenario B is now where Annie sits Bobby down <laughs> and she's like hey Bobby I've been having a really 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 rough time at work and I have just been coming every single night and I would really really appreciate it it would show that you really respect me and like if we could keep our common areas clean if you could wash up after every single time yada 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 now if Bobby makes a conscious effort now to wash his dishes and then some days he forgets but most days he's pretty on top of it these two have had a healthy conflict resolution the conflict was that they had conflicting habits they had Contradictory habits that were not meshing well together for their living situation, and they've been able to healthily resolve this She's like, you know what? I I feel like stressed. And I feel drained. I feel overwhelmed when I see dishes in the tub, in the tub, dishes in the sink, and you know, and I just want to cook a meal and go to bed because I'm really tired and I just don't want to have to worry about it. Bobby says, "Cool." They sort it, they move on. That is everything in relationships. Every relationship has a compromise. Every relationship that you'll have in your life, whether it's a friend, anywhere, you will have differences. And it's in that, that you'll have your conflicts because it's inevitable. Like I said, it's gonna happen anywhere, wherever you do, wherever you go. This is what's gonna happen. So in having conflict and making it healthy we maintain the relationship the re- The relationship grows stronger it you know we, both people flourish from the relationship because they're getting benefits out of living with each other and it's great and it's fun and then when their lease signs off they actually are sad to leave each other because they had such a great housemate living situation so that's why I hope visually now that makes a lot of sense as to why it's actually terrible for you to not say anything, because not saying anything I feel like is fine for like a once-off where it's a stranger you'll never see again. Like if someone cuts in front of you in line for McDonald's, it, you're not gonna be like, can you please move? Like I, I personally would not be bothered. So they would just order McDonald's. I never have to see this person again. They're a customer from who knows where, and I can just order my McDonald's after and be about my day like pick and choose your battles obviously because not all of them are worth it but if it's with a relationship that you're going to have throughout your life throughout your um, workplace or your career um, throughout your uni course then I highly suggest making the little uncomfortable decision to talk to someone and make sure you're doing it in a healthy way also make sure that you're listening to them and then resolving that for the sake of a future um, with each other the good conflict It feels like a safe environment. Uh, You're both respectful of each other, meaning you're not trying to humiliate each other. You're not trying to embarrass each other. You're not trying to cuss each other out, accuse each other of anything, attack each other, um, make each other feel small or unimportant. You never wanna do that in a good conflict. Good conflict, people feel like they're on the same level. They're being treated with the same amount of respect and regard and there's compromise from, from each person's end to make the duality work. And a lot of the language that you'll be using in this sort of conflict is like, I feel really drained because um, I I come home late from work and the last thing that I want to do is clean up. I just kind of want to cook and, and go to bed. It's not like the opposite where you're like demeaning this person and attacking them and bringing them down and and all of this stuff because of something like this um it's also listening to understand making sure that even though i'm the person who feels like i'm like the faults being committed against me i still want to be listening to you to understand you and like why this has been a habit for you or like maybe you've grown up like this xyz like how can we best work together and then I also think good conflict is also just talking about this issue. Not bringing up things that are resolved from the past or things that are unresolved from the past because you decided to keep it in. Not bringing a bunch of things with you, but just making sure that um, you're just talking about this one issue. Now I will say, and I'm being completely transparent when I say this, I have had a lot of trouble with this. And this is because I didn't know where all of this frustration and resentment was coming from the frustration and resentment was from me trying to show up as the best friend, as the best work colleague, as the best student for all of these people and then not like not communicating the things that would frustrate me or stress me out or make me worried or make me anxious or make me upset and then them talking to me about like an issue or bringing up an issue with me and then I'm like okay but what about you you do this and you do that like do not blindside people in the middle of a resolution or like a conversation because that can turn (laughs) really really catastrophic very very quickly and I think that as I have these conflicts in my life like positive conflicts it makes me reinforce those ways of speaking to people and respecting people even more that now it's becoming more of a, a, a less conscious habit like it's just happening I don't have to remember that hey remember to be nice hey remember to be respectful hey remember to listen to understand and not to respond hey remember to say I feel this I feel that and remember to just talk about this issue so it all comes with practice and you just need to be in relationship with people that you know will will give you the benefit of the doubt and they know your character and they know that you're coming from a good place and that you're practicing this. Bad conflict looks the complete opposite and this can be a really, really extreme line because you also want to make sure that if this is regularly happening, it's not an abusive situation. The line is very, 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 very thin with this kind of thing. And so I just want to reinforce that the frequency of these bad conflicts and also the extremity of the conflicts, they need to be not that big and not that often because it can very, very quickly turn into a toxic situation or a toxic, you know, uh, companionship depending on what kind of relationship it is and then it can be abusive in the long run especially if it's it's coming from one party who has more power than the other or authority over the other or xyz so just really really be conscious of that as well before i get into this list because i don't want people who uh who can relate to one bad conflict to be like ah i was being abused like they're very very thin lines and i know that in this day and age we like to throw away words like toxic and gaslighting and and all that kind of stuff and abusive and whatever without that actually happening because we just misuse the language bad unhealthy conflict is still a bad thing that needs to be resolved but it's not abuse and the continuation and the extremity of that bad conflict is kind of what pushes it into that abusive state so if you can notice it being toxic and there's like a power imbalance at play or um, like blackmailing or anything abusive and repetitive over a long period of time and and at a really big drastic thing like definitely reach out to people and get support for that because that's a completely different thing I'm just talking about like bad conflict okay I hope I gave enough of a disclaimer because I also don't know what I'm talking about bad conflict being physically or verbally aggressive, you're throwing around cuss words, you're throwing things, you're throwing yourself, you're throwing the other person, whatever, there's no throwing of anything, okay, don't even throw a pillow, don't do it, no aggressive behaviour, sit down and if you need to, sit on your hands um, and don't do that because it's not cute, it's an ick. Like, if I see a grown woman on TikTok being a Karen and she's like, and she's chucking things, I'm like, sit down and just sit on your hands, please. It's really embarrassing. Are you not embarrassed? Anyway, also, don't use extremes. Like, you always do this. You always never leave the dishes done. You always go to bed early. You never, um, help me clean the kitchen, you never clean up after yourself, you never leave space for me, like, in the kitchen, in this housemate situation, like, th- that's not true, nothing, or, al- like, nothing always happens and nothing never happens, do you know what I mean, like, it's, it's a bit, like, much, so never use that language, because that can also be very attacking, especially depending on what you're saying and what you're trying to communicate, and especially, if you're much closer to that person, like if you're family, if you're dating, if you're long time friends, be very, very careful with the language that you use with people because the language you use with people sticks. It sticks. And even after your emotions are settled and the it's been ages since the argument, there are things that replay in people's heads. Um, And the mind is very powerful in convincing us things that aren't necessarily true. So make sure you are very intentional with the things that you say when you're arguing with people um, because they stick, especially if you're looking for a long term thing, friendship, familial situation or uh, relationship. Uh, Listening to respond, meaning you're just waiting for the other person to finish and get to the full stop so that you can start hackling and bringing your own baggage to the table and your own dirt and your own receipts. Don't do that. Because again, that's leaving opportunity to cuss each other out, to treat each other poorly, um, and it it does, does it doesn't benefit anything. You'll end up going in circles. You'll argue for three hours, and you'll r- realize you're nowhere. And if you just sit down and you listen, and you listen to understand that person, you might actually change your mind about the things that you're arguing about. You might actually be like, wait, actually, I don't think the opposite to you. I think the exact same. Like, why are we fighting? and that's very important so listen to understand do it as even if it's hard and you know that person's clearly wrong or you know that person's clearly right listen to understand each other and not to win or lose because in like I said a long-term situation it's much better to keep a good and healthy and functioning connection with that person as opposed to being right because being right doesn't even feel that good And then lastly in opposite to the sorry and lastly in opposite to the good communication do not involve other conflicts. Do not then point out uh like three years ago I forgave you for this and now you're doing it again like let's not do that because it's ugly and let people evolve let people change let people decide what they want to detach from. If I was a high school bully and I don't do that anymore and I don't associate with that behavior anymore and I've checked myself and I've done the growth, don't bring up the high school bullying. Do you know what I mean? Like bring it up if I bullied you, of course, because that that stuff sticks, like I said. But don't let the past be your character. If you've got people in your life who are just digging up old stuff and purposely doing it to hurt your feelings or like doing it in a conflict specifically, that's toxic. It's not a good like that's just nah Don't do that. If people did that to me every single time I did something wrong, like if we all did that to each other every time we did something wrong, the world would just be an unforgiving, cruel place. And sometimes it is, but it doesn't always have to be. So let's be very intentional with resolving one conflict. And then if you have another conflict, bring it up when the tension is gone from this conflict we're not like piling shit up on top of each other we're not trying to win points like I said we are just trying to resolve this conflict and then when we've settled you can bring up any other conflict that you might have any other perspective anything else that you want to communicate and definitely moving into 2024 I like because I'm actively starting to practice this now I'm really hoping that by the next year I'll be able to really put my you know emotions Down into words and really really like focus on being good to people and also being good to myself and respecting myself and and looking after all that stuff so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on conflict this was a really fun topic to talk about actually and I am really really excited for my own personal growth I will keep you guys updated if you want to know so let me know about that um if there's anything else you'd like me to talk about you can always reach out to me at please don't leave the table or at salimazinder on instagram and yeah i hope you guys have a blessed rest of the day or you know end to your day depending on what time it is for you and i pray that you guys are looking after yourselves and after each other and that you guys got something from this and thank you for keeping me company on this lovely friday evening i'm gonna go to kmart now i love you bye